Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome or welcome back to the Thoughts That Manifest podcast. I'm Elle, and I am a mindset and manifestation coach who aims to inspire you to awaken your mind to the limitless potential that is within you. Hello, everyone. I am back today with another episode for you, and today I am joined by a very special guest, Sonia, and she is here today, and she's letting me talk about her natal chart with you guys, and we're going to dive into it and see how certain aspects and planet placements might have, you know, manifested in her life and how it's impacted her life. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. So happy to have you here. Yeah, thank you. I'm so stoked for following your work for so long. We get to do this together. Thank you. Yes, that means a lot to me. I always love connecting with just everyone who has been following along. I think that's really cool. And just having people come on who have maybe like, because I feel like a lot of people who have come on so far have just been like everyday people like me, right? It's not like celebrities or people who are like in the spotlight all the time. And it just feels a lot more relatable, but maybe that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I love that you were like extending this out to like us to be like, hey, if you, you don't have to be an expert at this work to join, because I think sometimes that helps. Like when I'm like absorbing a lot of this and learning astrology, it's helped me absorb it through other people who are still on the journey. I don't feel like super far behind. So yes, I love that. I love like everybody starts some Somewhere. And I think when I was first starting my journey into astrology, it was so easy to feel like if I didn't know enough, I felt like I, I don't know, I was less than if I didn't know enough yeah. about it. And, and then it kind of puts you off from wanting to learn more. So that's why I love, I love that. I love creating a space for that. So let's start off by just talking about your big three. So you are a Sag sun, you have a Leo moon and you're a Scorpio rising yeah the combo <laughs> oh my goodness so yeah. what a combo fire and water so it's so funny because my husband is a Scorpio rising so I kind of maybe have a little bit of insight onto in, into Scorpio risings but I find that you guys are just so mysterious I love it it's like I want to just know more and I also find so in modern astrology your planetary ruler would be looked at as Pluto and in traditional it would be Mars. Mm -hmm. And then when I look at your chart even further, you also have Pluto is not super tightly conjunct your North Node, but it's still there. So Pluto has a huge impact on your life overall and the energy of Pluto. Do you find that you've gone through a lot of transformation in your life? Change and I feel like that's the consistent thing. I want to catch a break from like going through a cycle of change but it feels like it's non-stop and I'm just getting to a point of accepting of it like I am always going through some level of transformation and things that like I'm constantly looking when I was younger I would look to my peers to be like what why does it feel like it's always me that's struggling with like this new change or this new season this new like growth spurt in this like small area like how I get groceries turns into this big transformational thing um and I it definitely feels like it's it's a constant and I'm learning to just accept it like this is just what it is and what it's going to be for the rest of my life at this point yeah definitely and I mean I think what even makes it even more impactful I guess you could say is you also have Pluto conjunct Mercury and Venus so those are two personal placements that you have that are also conjunct Pluto 
So I want to kind of dive into that a little bit more because I'm sure other people listening probably have similar placements in similar aspects. So with Mercury conjunct Pluto, let's dive into that first. I feel like communication is a huge part of your life. Do you find that you love to dive deep into combos, dive deep into research? Like you get nonstop. Like my hobby before I go to bed is my wicked. Like I have maybe like 40 Wikipedia tabs open on my like phone right now. Like that's my bedtime story. It's like, what am I going to deep dive later? And then on the other side is like, it's almost slightly problematic, but you know, like that person at the party who's trying to bring up trauma and everyone's like, not right now. Like I am definitely the trauma friend. Like, let's talk about those feelings and like, oh my goodness, I love it. Let's dive a little bit deeper to feel like what's under the surface. Like I'm constantly trying to figure out like, all right, what's this, what's this other thing? Mm -hmm. And usually because I'm also slightly a loner, I will do that to myself. So like just too much introspection. Mm. But I yeah. do love like my external subjects to be like, Ooh, what's uh, that's so funny. I, I feel like I can relate so much. So Scorpio of my third house of communication. So mm-hmm. not exactly the same as Mercury conjunct Pluto, but I will say that it does give me that energy of like, I want to deep dive into things. And yeah. hence why here I am with astrology. It's like, I can't stop, won't stop. And I think that's Here's... why I love it so much. Maybe you can relate. It's like, never-ending journey of understanding not only yourself but the people around you and there's always more to learn always more to learn yeah you get like the language for all of these things and I'm always like pulling in these different tools and then there is this it's it's funny because going back to like my journey with astrology it was like I knew my sun sign like you're a Sagittarius and I'm like I don't resonate with any of these like stereotypes (laughs) like this doesn't feel like me yeah and then once I had my full chart read and then all this information around like this, like Scorpio placements and all I'm like, oh, this makes more sense. Like this is a full picture of me. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, right. Okay. Now, <laughs> now so the math funny. is starting to add up. And I feel like that's usually a thing that happens. Like you're like learning it you get into like the sun sign pieces, but it's what you're saying, right? The aspects and like that matter a little bit more that's like specific to you. And you're like, oh, right. <laughs> those are all the ones little cutie I, sorry I thought I was gonna get through this without my dog being loud but yeah it's hard to bark and scare the baby <laughs> but yeah no it's so funny so when I started my astrology journey too I was like all right sun sign astrology right all mm-hmm. we have is our sign and I'm like okay I'm a Sagittarius and I was like hmm I relate but I also don't so then I finally like learned more about it and I look into my chart and wouldn't you know I have Sun, Moon, Mercury, Mars, Venus, and North Node, all in Sagittarius. Yeah. It's like, what? But I still don't resonate. I don't understand. And it's because all of it is in my fourth house of home and fam- home and family and like inner world. So I'm more introverted for a sad mm-hmm. than I would be extroverted. Yeah. Exactly. So it yeah. makes so much more sense to me. It's like, okay, now I understand. Now I see the big picture. Now I relate to it more. Um, so yeah, you really do have to kind of learn all of it to really get the big picture. And it's pretty mind blowing when you start putting the pieces together. Yeah. So Venus conjunct Pluto. Let's talk about that because I'm sure a lot of people listening have this aspect and have their concerns about it. I feel like a lot of people will hear that, think, oh my gosh that's terrible. Like that's going to manifest in all sorts of power struggles in love and control issues in love and things like that. But I also find that people who have this aspect actually transform so much through relationships. 
and learn so much through relationships and it can be really powerful. And you can also Mm -hmm. eventually after you do the inner work, you can also come across a relationship that feels so intense, powerful and life changing. Yeah. So don't, don't tell the the kid that because that's what they're waiting for. Yeah. Uh, Right. (laughs) (laughs) Relationships have been like, it's, it's, once I like understood this a little bit more and granted I'm still not all the way yet of accepting like this is just the journey that I'm on with relationships because it's it was like my this was my coping mechanism as a kid right like I read a lot of book and I watched way too many rom- like romance oh, like, yeah. novels and that was my coping mechanism and I've only ever had like really challenging relationship dynamics so far and you're right like I do learn and grow a mm-hmm. lot through them like I go and I get my heart like I go all in, I get my heart shattered and then like back at it again, get it shattered and learn some lessons and keep going. It's been, it's been an interesting journey to say the least. So when you talk about that Pluto energy of like learning and transforming through it, I know for me, like I no one of my relationships look the same. Like the themes might be similar, but there's always something that's completely different in the dynamic and it's, yeah. Wow. If you feel open to sharing, is Mm -hmm. there one like major relationship lesson you learned from like a previous relationship that you found has impacted your life the most? Mm, Maybe in like all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Actually all of them. Every single, every single one of them. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good question because I'm, and this is me being like, I want to like, there's literally, I, I cannot pick one that's standing out because they all stand on their own and it's very much what you're talking about that Pluto energy like they all feel so significant to me Mm -hmm. even like the small like little like three-day encounter feels significant what I will share is this this chapter that I'm in right now of like moving outside of traditional relationship dynamics we'll call it that and trying to figure out what really what do I really want Mm-hmm. compared to what I think a relationship is supposed to look like. Oh, I like that. And I think that when I, the thread that I see in all my other relationships has been me trying to fit it into a mold and like kind of in like a little fantasy land of like, this is what this is supposed to look like. And mm-hmm. this is what it's supposed to be. And then there's just conflict that happens because I know like, that's just not what I want. Right. Like I just don't see a traditional relationship structure working for me. And I try to fit into it and it never quite works out. Yeah. In that way. So I would think, yeah. Hey, I, lo- I love that. And speaking of tradition, right. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Saturn for a second, because I'm really curious because I find that a lot of people would see, so you have Saturn in your fourth house. A lot of people would see this and automatically be like, okay, well, this probably means they come from a really disciplined, structured, traditional family, a very restrictive family, cold distance. So how has family and home been for you? It's also square your Mercury and Venus. So I feel like sometimes that can bring in like communication challenges with your family, maybe, maybe self-worth wounds related to family. So maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) hit the nail on the head, right? Like my, my Saturn placement in the fourth house gave me so much like once I learned more about it it helped me move forward with my challenges with my family so mm-hmm. I think I see so my my Saturn's in the fourth house it's also an Aquarius so that's kind of like the weirdo family dynamic like the what's it ugly duckling of the family or the mm-hmm. what a black sheep I can't think yeah. of the yeah the black sheep of the family that's kind of like on the outside which has always been how I felt but I could never be like, oh, I can't articulate this. And then mm-hmm. like had my chart read and I was like, oh, right. Yeah, this is the thing in my family. So like 
when I think about the Saturn in the fourth house, it's this constant struggle for me of like, how do I fit in, in my family, in like, in my home? What do I need in this space? And like growing up for sure, I felt extremely like I was a quintessential middle child, like Mm, the middle child. Yep. Full middle child. Like, where's the identity that I have in this family? Like, how do I show up? I feel very different than everyone. I didn't feel any specific connection to anyone in my family, like not my siblings, not my parents. So it was just sort of floating along. And with that, carrying a lot of hurt, I'm probably like the most emotional person in my family. So you take someone like a Leo moon in a 10th house, right? Just like, attention me. <laughs> and I you, love it though. I love and it. Like here's a middle child who feels very neglected. So like, it's all like, I'm like, yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. that point between the two of like here's this thing that I need but then at home I never really got it because it was just like here's your little space but yeah. I'm definitely like I think I'm the one that's always pushing my family against like the way that we think the way that we function I'm not a fan of the phrase like generational like curse breaker or whatever but I'm definitely the one who's like I'm doing things differently and that's been that's been very difficult for me to be like how do I push against these but it's yeah that's um, that my Saturn return was rough so Saturn return that just like, like kind of happened right mm-hmm. like we're born around the same time so yeah I've I've I'm like I thought Saturn return was done but I feel like I'm still like in the thick of it <laughs> yeah I'm like it's still lingering for sure but yeah when my I got into astrology like quit my job I packed up my life I moved across the country I stopped talking to my family wow. <laughs> I like I did everything the opposite of what I thought I was supposed to. I was like, I'm challenging all this. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do these things. And so I stopped talking to my family. My mom and I went through like a one and a half year cycle of so much like pain and like working through some stuff. And we got to a way better spot. And then towards the end of my Saturn return, I found myself back in my home, like not my hometown, but where my family was. I was living with my mom for the first time in like five years. All of that was happening at the end of my Saturday. I'm like, this has to be a joke, right? Like I'm back home. (laughs) I'm taking on like some family responsibility. And I'm like living with my mother for the first time in years. Like it was just too like the nail, like it was too on her nose what was happening. Like, yeah, that is so Saturn return in the fourth house. mm -hmm. That's crazy. (laughs) yeah had to learn to confront some things set some boundaries with the family and like embrace that I'm like just my value structure and theirs is just going to be a little bit different Mm -hmm. and for me it was learning that like just because I don't match their values that they will still love me which was like a core wound right like I'm so weird and different that they're not going to love and accept me and I'm like okay you all still you still like me (laughs) oh see yeah and sometimes I do think that we can also be our own worst enemy because we can think or it's almost like we make assumptions about how people are going to see us or portray us or interact with us before we even allow them the opportunity to do so. And that's held me back a lot in mm-hmm. life as well. And it's like, all right, maybe I need to let go of the assumptions a little bit. Stop assuming and just be myself and see what happens. Yeah. And sometimes you actually shock yourself. You're like, wow, more people support me than I thought they would. Yeah. I, I actually love that. So I'm going to start stepping out of my comfort zone even more. Like, I'm gonna try it and do it, and then my like Scorpio rising, like, area is like, wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, (laughs) we need to hide it. It's like this constant (laughs) battle between my like, and I like learning about astrology has helped me in that way of like being unapologetic about my need for attention, like, which I used to be very like, I don't need it, I don't need it. I just, (laughs) and now I'm just like, no, like, I know that this is a thing that I need, so like, let's make this thing happen. But there's still that conflict that happens, I think, between the Scorpio energy and then this like 
Leo and Sagittarius like it feels like they're constantly like battling like who's gonna win on any given day Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Scorpio and Sag, it's very interesting. Uh, My husband, as I was telling before, is a Scorpio rising, but he's also a Scorpio sun and a Scorpio Mars. And I have all my Sag placements. So (laughs) we're very opposite because he loves to stay home. He loves to kind of like he doesn't need to interact with people. And I'm like, let's go out. Let's socialize. Let's go do things. So trying to find like the balance between Mm -hmm. that is hard sometimes. So having that in your chart, that like difference of energy, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. To kind of overcome and uh, deal with something else I wanted to ask. Oh, I didn't even notice this. Sorry, I have your chart right here. Yeah. Yeah. So if you see me like investigating, that's what I'm doing. You do have your third house in Capricorn. So Neptune and Uranus are there. And I'm actually, what I was going to ask you was when it comes to writing with these planets in the third house, you must have a very creative writing, unique creative writing style. Do you enjoy writing? I... (laughs) I told you earlier, I was like, I feel like this is going to end up coming up because yeah, I do. Like I am, I am constantly, if it's in my notepad, I've got notebooks everywhere, like loose leaf of papers. Like I've got thoughts that need to go somewhere and I'm constantly mm-hmm. like jotting them down and being like, here's the thing that I want to say. And like, here's my little brain dump that I like want to put out. And like, there's this like idea that I've had like forever. It's like, I'm going to write one day and like, I'm going to say stuff like people are going to want to read my like my hot takes and opinions yes. and then there's just still so much resistance that I that I move through it like I'll post something like on Instagram that's just like a little afternoon brain dump like here's something I thought about and like immediately I'll stay off of Instagram for like two weeks like nope too much I can't figure I can't hear what people have to say about it <laughs> I'm like not people are like responding in the comments like this is great love you and I'm like ah. I <laughs> feel that I feel that but you know something you have a lot of Mercury energy going on with your mid uh, midheaven, which is our career and our spotlight, essentially. I think your words are meant to be heard in some capacity. And writing or communicating is highly connected to your career path. And having Leo for your midheaven is like, come on, you're supposed to be seen. Like, yeah. you're supposed to be in the public eye a little bit. And your moon being there is like your emotions are meant to be in the public in some way. So I do feel like people would be able to relate on an emotional level to what you are having to share or like what you're sharing, what you're telling. Yeah, there's, that's, um that's been like, if you ask any of like my friends, it's like, would it like, girl, just get this thing done. Like I've talked yeah. about it. Like I want to do this thing, right? Like I've bought like so many domains, come up with these different website names. Like one day I'm going to like write this thing. And like my little like tagline that I like to use for myself, like I got from Childish Gambino is always saying things feeling interested and like sharing opinions because like that's it that's me all the time there's just I'm working through that resistance and I think Mm -hmm. like as I'm like coming into this next phase of my life I feel like I'm releasing the resistance from it Mm -hmm. but there's that challenge between like I think just all the conflict across like when I think about my my chart and the way my life has been right it's like here's like the Scorpio part that's like I want to be mysterious and cool like you can't really see it and then when you have like the emotional neglect of like my fourth house and all that with like my family being kind of like, all right, you're over here this in this space, you weirdo. And like, yeah, so kind of making it things. feel like like your thoughts, your opinions aren't valued and mm-hmm. aren't important. So that's kind of like holding you back now from sharing. It's that that past trauma that kind of needs to be unpacked to realize that, no, you are meant to be heard and you are meant to 
you know, have your thoughts and your ideas and your opinions listened to. Having Uranus in your third house means that you have some pretty groundbreaking ideas and thoughts that I think could probably change a lot of people's perspectives in like a positive way. People with this placement sometimes seem to be like ahead of their time when it comes to the way that they think. They can also be really yes. my my Leo moon is loving. Yeah, right. No, hey. it's, it's look also like learning to embrace like when we hear the things. But yeah, no, it's it's also this other thing sometimes where I look out and I'm like, am I? There are people, and this is where I think I've been using astrology a lot and like leaning into this part of my chart because I think that like I am very self like self focused. Like I take a lot of things through the lens of like, how does this impact me? What do I feel about it? Mm-hmm. And I I think that I look to a lot of other people out there in the world who are doing these things and sharing their opinions. And a lot of it's from the collective. Here's what I have to share for the collective. And like, and all I can do is it's back to what we talked about, right? All I can do is talk about these like little transformations that I go through on a daily basis. Like I become like seven people in like the course of a day. Like I go through this thing, I have this realization and like I jot it down and then it's like on to the next one. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it feels like, I don't know, like, I put like some more, like judgment around that, like talk about your feelings and make it about you. And I'm like, but yeah, I want to. And it yeah. feels like. I mean, without Leo Moon in the 10th house makes a lot of sense. And have you, have you looked into your North Node at all? In Sag, second house. Yeah. Yes. So with this, and is it in the, it's actually also in your first house in Placidus, but second house in whole sign. Mm-hmm. So you're actually meant to learn a lot about like self-worth and your values and Sag energy is also very about beliefs and opinions and philosophical mindsets and exploring the world and exploring different perspectives and higher learning and higher education and knowledge and things like that. So I definitely do think and with your self-node being in Gemini, that is Gemini is all about communication. So you have a lot of talents and gifts surrounding communication from like a past life that if you put that into practice and kind of got out of your own way and found worth and value within yourself and your perspectives, then I think it would all come together for you and you'd be living out your purpose. I'll exhale. Um, I'll be yeah, at the copay. I'll uh, swipe the card at the end of the session for the year. Your therapy copay. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's always like, this is what I think is so beautiful about it. It's like, here's this other insight for things that you don't always see. And like you mm-hmm. get to hear it reflected back. Like, Hey, these are your thoughts and the things that I think about. And like, if I'm alone and I'm not thinking about the outside world, like these would be the things that I would be doing. Like I think about my higher self and like you said, here's all these other things that's like holding me back. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'm looking at your chart. Here it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me mirror back what you already know to be true. Yeah. That's what I love about astrology. When people talk about astrology and they're like, what's the point of it? Like, why do you even like it so much? And I'm like, because it's helped me find healing and personal growth and self-discovery. It's like our chart is everything we already know about ourselves. But when you see it in front of you and you unpack it, it's kind of like you're able to get out of your own way a little mm-hmm. bit more, just a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And it gives it gives so much language for these feelings, right? Like, yeah. I don't know how to articulate the fact that like 
I really just want to talk about myself and like get and share like that's my gift to the world is me talking about myself and these realizations that I have and then like I look at my chart and it's like here it is yeah. like how do I articulate the struggles that I feel with my family and then I look at my like Saturn <laughs> being in my fourth house and specifically in Aquarius and what that means and I'm like oh right okay mm-hmm. this makes sense you know, my coping mechanism of running and fleeing. I think about my Mars being in Sagittarius too. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The way I'm like, kind of like a little chaotic <laughs> with how I, how I do my things. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, with also Venus being in Sagittarius, I wanted to ask too, because I also have this placement. So I'm wondering if you feel similar. Do you find that like when it comes to your love language, mm-hmm. do you really like spontaneity do you really like experiences like creating experiences with people yeah like is that like your love language? big oh it's it's big time I literally oh, yeah. okay so <laughs> we're going there we're here yes we're going literally there. <laughs> literally last night I just got off the phone with one of my partners and I'm like I don't think this is gonna work out because I need adventure and I specifically said like mm-hmm. I'm looking for an adventure partner and like adventure doesn't need to mean that like we're going on a flight somewhere, but we need to like do stuff that's exciting. Like I yeah. need to, the first word I want when I think about my partner's expansion, whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. right? Like I need to feel expansive with you. And like that has to be like, I need fun excitement. You don't need to bring all of it, but you have to be down for it. Yeah, right. Or at least meet me like halfway. Halfway. Yeah. Because you also, so Juno is the asteroid that represents commitment and marriage. Mm-hmm. And so you have it in the sign of Libra. I also have this because we were born around like a similar time. So I'm wondering as well, do you relate to this? Do you find that you do need like balance in your relationship you need that 50 50 commitment at least like it needs nothing's turning me off than me feeling like I'm putting in yeah more than you are like I just I yeah it's not there needs to be a balance Mm -hmm. 100 and it's inside your 12th house so that's interesting and that's why I don't do Scorpio moon anymore (laughs) (laughs) Scorpio moons. Yeah. It's funny because I'm pretty sure the, it's either the last, the interview before this or the one before that she had a Scorpio moon and that is a very hard placement. Like it's interesting. Yeah. They are very interesting and I can't stop. Like they show up. I'm like another yeah, sign I mean, of makes Scorpio sense moon. with your Scorpio, <laughs> your Scorpio rising and Jupiter and Scorpio and all these Scorpio um, placements as well. But my dad has a Scorpio moon and oh my goodness, his energy was intense. Yeah. How was that? Like, did you feel, and this is something I've been trying to like capture from a lot of Scorpio moons and I'm, and I'm sure you already, we talk about this and you share this online all the time. Like you can't never look at it as one placement. It's yeah. all holistic, but generally speaking, and not that generally speaking for Scorpio moons, I find like they are extremely reserved in like the emotional aspect. And that's the part that I have hardest part with because Mm -hmm. I desire like more like emotional connection and openness in that space and did you find that with your dad that was like a similar thing like there's like this brewing like you can feel their intensity but you can't 
easily cut through yeah it. you can't get to the surface i mean you you can't get to the in-depth of it like why is it that you're mm-hmm. like this type of energy yeah so me and my dad growing up <laughs> terrible relationship yeah like, not good uh i was very much a, like i was scared of him for most of my childhood but as i got older it was like when i was in college and i started also especially because i have saturn in the fifth house in placidus so like childhood wounds and whatnot mm-hmm. So when that's when I started going through my Saturn return, I started doing a lot of inner child healing. And that's when my connection with my dad got a lot better. Yeah. And we are actually great now. But before we just were not understanding each other. And it makes sense because he's a Virgo. Mm-hmm. And whenever I attract a Virgo into my life, it's really hard. It's not, it's not usually great. Like we yeah. just I have all this Sag energy, so it squares, their energy squares my energy. So we clash and we butt heads and Mm -hmm. I have Chiron in Virgo. So I think that that also triggers something. But I do find like we now have so many in-depth conversations. He allows me to talk to him more in-depth now, sometimes to the point where I'm like, maybe you're telling me too much, too much dad. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> when like, you go hey. through like the healing with your parents and you're like, um, I get that you're a person and I'm an adult and we're vibing at this level, yeah. but how about <laughs> a little bit too much? Maybe let's set some boundaries now. But yeah. yeah, I think a lot of it for like Scorpio moons and Scorpio placements in general I find have gone through so much trauma in -hmm. their past that they're so guarded that they're afraid to let the walls down, you know, and you really have to gain their trust. And it's not easy because you could do nothing wrong and And like still still don't trust you. Yeah. That's how it is with my husband. I sometimes I'm like, I feel like you kind of are acting as if I've hurt you in the past, but I never have like done anything to like wrong you. And we've been together for 13 years now. You should trust me. Yeah. By now. Like, you got to like stay, stay, you look, stay ready. So you don't have to get ready as like <laughs> on like a self-protection thing. Yeah, yes, exactly. It, it checks out. Yeah. It, it's hard though. Yeah. And it's hard when you have like a synastry chart with someone that is really difficult which Mm -hmm. is why I love synastry because I feel like it's been so eye-opening especially for me and my marriage like I can look at our synastry chart and see where we would struggle and see where we would have that harmonious energy but then it helps me like work through the struggles have you ever done like a synastry chart before only like on the pattern app to be like the pattern app. The, like that's pretty cool which you don't get the chart but you get like the little rundown Insights, but I've never yeah. actually like fully plugged it in and I've had to and here's where I've kind of, I haven't because sometimes I think I create this like I see it so now like this is the and it's mainly a self-protection thing right like if I yeah. see one like problematic or challenging thing and don't let it be on my side of it right like I'm like nope. <laughs> you're like I need to scrap this now no <laughs> yeah, more yeah, I'm not yeah, doing this yeah <laughs> let's let's move through this other piece yeah that's funny. No, I could see I could see that too. Like sometimes when it like calls me out in this industry chart and I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I do do that a little bit. Maybe it's that, that might be my little bit of my challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Have you I've I guess I haven't done it with astrology because on like human design, you can do that. And I think I tend to do that a lot with the human design charts to see like, okay, are you completing any of my like, do you complete any of my channels? Like here are all these other parts, and like that's been yeah, I wish I was a little bit better with human design. That's my next yeah. passion project. I'm I love human design as well. And I actually just bought a book while I was out in Sedona, yeah. like all about human design that I'm ready to like dive into on my next vacation. But 
yeah it intrigues me what is, i am stoked for when you like start implementing like i love like when you take how you are able to deliver information like you can synthesize information like put it out in like a way that's easy to absorb and like okay yeah i get what you, i get what you're I saying got it understood boom here's all my bullets you know what it is what <laughs> is it okay do you know can i ask you a question this is your yeah. podcast so like can you, no please what, what placement do you think it is that contributes to the fact that like when you put content out you like it's beefy like you do not you give us everything <laughs> sometimes I think like I'm like is that a good or a bad thing because sometimes I feel like I can't stop and I feel like if I don't put out enough it's not good enough so it could be a perfectionist thing of mm, mine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm also a 5-1 manifesting generator so 5-1s I feel like are all about like really making sure they got all the info yeah you're like I need all the information make sure it's locked in and then that five part because that leaves you open to like you know, the the martyr, right? We're all like projecting our stuff on you guys. So you're probably, yeah, the five energy is probably just being like, everyone who reads this is going to need something out need of it. Something so let me make it. sure I cover yeah. this for the whole audience. That yeah. Makes so sense. like on a human design, I guess that's kind mm-hmm. of like on a sh- like when I'm looking at my chart in Placidus, my entire Sag stellium is in the third house of communication okay. yeah. and sharing and gathering knowledge. So when and then I, putting it back out there. So that makes sense because yeah, no, I love it. So like, I know if I read something on there, I'm like, I'm going to get everything. <laughs> and I, I love that. That makes yeah. me happy because it makes me at least reassured that I'm at least putting out value and getting people the info that they need. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm like, I'm just trying to deliver the info in an easy to read way because that's something I always wanted. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Like I think about it from like when you're learning it. And I'll go and I'm like, okay, boom, you're going to tell me here's this first part. I'm like, okay, this, this phase is happening for like two weeks. And like, here's, here's what's going to come in the start, the middle, the end. Here's what you need to think about. So like, I always appreciate it. Oh, like, good. Yeah. That makes me happy to hear. Well, thank you for that. Give me the goods. So what was, I think there's one la- like last thing that I really wanted to touch base on in your chart here, which is your Chiron placement. So have you looked into that? Yeah. <laughs> you know like laughing you're like yes I have <laughs> yeah yeah so when I look at it so it's in your 11th house and it's in the sign of Virgo so when I'm looking at it I'm like okay she probably has some wounds connected to friends she's probably got some wounds connected to groups of people maybe a community of people also not feeling good enough to fit into a group of people or to fit into friendships <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it is the Chiron placement. I mean, if there's anything that had me like, yup, it, like, it was the one. for sure that, right? It <laughs> There's like the family dynamic and then there's what happens outside of the family and it, yeah. it all ends up tying back, right? Like, so I am from St. Lucia and I moved to America when I was like eight or something, mm-hmm. which the first year we lived in New York and like everyone's an immigrant in New York. So like, you're fine, no big deal. Then we moved to North Jersey and that's when it was just kind of like, how do I, how do you assimilate here? How do I fit in? What happens? Mm. And like, I already feel like a weirdo at home. And like, now mm. I don't know how to like navigate this dynamic yeah. at being in school and being with others. And like, I am always like, like solitude is my safe place because I, people are interesting for me. <laughs> people are interesting. People are interesting for me. And like, I have been blessed with amazing friends, right? Like, I do want to say like, I have incredible people who will support me. And I know that there are people who would go to the end of the earth and back for me, but the way that I feel in my heart is still very removed from that feeling. And I have to spend a lot of time 
in the last like two years of like intentionally like sitting with the feeling of like there are people who love and care about you like these are people who have been friends with me for like 16 years 17 years and I'm still like yeah yeah I still pause to be like um okay are we sure yeah there it's there's definitely a lot when it comes to like yeah my Chiron in the 11th house and how I like I could go on and on about how like my journey with like friendships and community like my social anxiety like I went through a really bad bout of that between like 20 like always it's always existed but it got really it was really bad the first like the middle of my 20s was rough like I would go to like Walmart and have a panic attack so like too many people and a lot of it was just me being like what's the social norm here like how do I how do you navigate a Walmart basically (laughs) how do you navigate how do you navigate like what do you do to Walmart like which side of the aisle do you walk down like how do you hold a cart like what happens if someone's coming like these were all the things that would trip me up and it also applies in my friendships like how do I navigate a friendship and like I'm good at really starting dynamics because there's like no expectations. It's easy. I get it. Um, when it comes to like, how do you hold on to it? There's this like, I feel like I have to be a perfect person to maintain a mm. friendship. And then I also subconsciously hold that expectation of my friends. Like if you're not showing up the way that I think you should, then internally I feel some kind of way about it. Yeah. I might not always vocalize it, but it's happening that makes a lot of sense with that virgo energy being in your 11th house with the chiron there it's like having high expectations of friendships but also of yourself within a friendship yeah friendships community how i like any of those things yeah i had to be real about myself about that too because i'm always like i want community because that's what everyone tells you you need to heal right like community is the thing that's going to save the world Mm -hmm. and it's always like this thing like do i want it but i don't know how to like I don't know how to be in that space. Yeah, no, I mean, and I think for a lot of people, probably a lot of people listening that can relate to that as well. I know for like for me personally, I struggle so much with like having a group of friends as opposed to having one-on-one connections with people. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like in a group of friends, I easily feel so rejected. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. And I've been trying to unpack this part of myself for like years now. What is triggering this? Like, why do I feel so not worthy within a group of friends? Mm -hmm. But then like one-on-one connections, I feel like I'm worthy. It's just so interesting. What happens there? Yeah. And I, I wonder, I wonder how much of it too is like tied to like which parts of us that's like an overlap in that feeling or if it's like a generational thing because like I it's it's just it's hard it's hard mm-hmm. and like I like I'm getting a little like god bless my friends who like put up with mm-hmm. <laughs> with it you know like I put them through the ringer like I will disappear if like relationships start feeling overwhelming and it, I will just drop off the face of the earth because that feels safer to me than navigating other dynamics and it's oh, just yeah. like I want to like learn how to be like, hey, friends, here's what I need. Yeah, it's the whole communication piece, I think. Having like any sort of hard aspect to a Mercury in a needle chart can create a lot of communication issues. Feeling like it's almost like people would rather not communicate the problem to keep the peace. But instead it creates this like internal war. Internal turmoil. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Like once something happens, I feel like I have to just like, stuff it in because like there's no point in like having this conversation about it because it's like a me issue so the easiest thing for me is just to isolate like I will then go into like 
I'm going into my bubble. Bye, BRB. Like my phone's on do not disturb for the next like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and that's understandable. Like I get it. I definitely get it. Mm-hmm. So whew, that's, that's yeah. a lot. And, and it's also funny too, like you were talking about the generational piece. When I was talking to my mom recently, just about like a friendship issue that I've been having. And I was telling her about it and she's like, I don't understand how you have so many friends at this age. When I was your age, I had like one friend, if that, I don't understand. And I'm like, well, if you think about it, it's because we have so many ways to stay connected nowadays. Connected, yes. So it's like, we can't, it's so much harder to put up boundaries to protect our peace because Mm -hmm. people have access to us all the time. Yeah. And like, there's, yeah, you can't just be like, sorry, like if you didn't want to hang out with a friend back then, it's just like, you just didn't like, they weren't calling you. It was easier. Like now, like if you're like, we don't really want to hang out, you're still having a good time. Once you post it on your Instagram, they're looking at Exactly. And people see that and they're like, oh, you're ignoring Or they're like constantly in your face. If you have to think about it, there's no out of sight, out of mind, which is usually when I'm like, this is overwhelming. I'm getting off of like, I don't even want to see anyone on social media. I don't want to see me. Yeah. And that's why to this day, I'm like, the internet is a blessing, but it's also such a curse. Mm-hmm. It really can be both. And yeah. it's hard and just putting those boundaries up, working with social media, like being somebody who has to be on social media all the time mm-hmm. can be so draining. And sometimes I'm like, what would it be like if I didn't need social media in my life? Yeah. Wow. I feel like my mental health would probably be a lot better. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. How do you even do it in like finding that balance, right? Like right now I'm on a little break because the news cycle is crazy. And I, yeah, I have the same thing. of like, I don't, when this is happening, I don't know what's happening in my friend's life. Like, I don't like what, like I get this weird FOMO that happens. Like, yeah. FOMO. I get FOMO so bad, especially in group situations. Like if I see a group of my friends out and I wasn't like invited or I couldn't make it, it's like, Oh, I have FOMO now. And I'm like, yeah, yeah like this. And then, do you remember this moment of like, do I, did I even want to go, but you still get it anyway. Yes. It's like, I don't even want to be there. I don't want to like... be there, but yet I'm feeling this way. Is <laughs> like, that my sad like... energy? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> You're Maybe like, it is. I don't want to be there, but like, I, I would have made it my own little adventure. Even though like, yeah. I know I wouldn't, I want no or parts of being there. It's like that saying, like, listen, I don't want to go and I'm not going to show up, but I still want to be invited. I want to be invited. That's me all the time. I'm like, invite me to all of the things. Tell me everything about your life. But like, no, I don't want to go. And like, I don't want to respond. Like, I wish it was socially acceptable for my friends to text me everything going on in their life, but have zero expectation of me like responding or updating. I just want to know to be like, okay, cool. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Like now I know. Thank you. Like, I'll just pull up their location and be like, where are you? Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, honestly, like being on and like there for people 24 seven and being like accessible 24 seven is so draining. It's exhausting. Yeah. Uh, So before we end this, I have, I wanted to just go over some of the transits that you're currently going through. And then I have one last question for you. Thanks. So the first thing I wanted to talk about, so we, in your transit chart here, we have Saturn in Pisces happening right now. In Placidus, it still looks like it's kind of still in your fourth house a little bit. So maybe that's why that's still lingering. But it's moving in, in your in whole sign. It's in your fifth house. So I want to know, see, I have this natally. So I want to know, have you been feeling like there's a lot of responsibilities holding you back from having fun lately? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, it's this like, I my birthday's coming up and usually I'm one to be like, I'm going to plan a trip. I'm going here. I'm doing this thing. And there's so much energy, like resistance to it where I'm like the fun things that I want to do, 
there just feels like there's a literal like wall between me and it like I find myself trying to like mentally push through and be like no I'm going on this trip like I'm like going to Vegas I'm gonna see Usher I'm going to Mexico and I'm like the energy is like no you're not (laughs) and literally just like two days ago I had the coming to like self moment with me and I was like we're gonna just accept this like something in the energy is telling us that we need to sit and not like do anything but it's been it's been challenging yeah I'm also like back to work for the first time like I worked a full year I've been employed for a full year again and that's been like different it's like a new routine mm -hmm. that you have to kind of like adjust to the other part but yeah it it feels and also it feels like I've been confronting like what is fun for me like what's my idea of fun like I used to be like a concert junkie and now like the idea of going to concerts just don't appeal me as much anymore which is very weird because I've literally like that used to be my go-to. It's funny that you mentioned that because you also have Saturn right now square your natal Venus. And I find like during this transit, people can go through a reassessing of their values and their idea of like what they're, they find value in. It can yeah. also be relationships, like hard hardships within relationships during this transit, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, definitely a lot of questions, like answering some, moving through some very quickly too, I find, and I'm happy for that. It's happening quickly, like around pleasure and joy and like, especially in like a relationship dynamics, like what do I really want? And like, being like, nope, this used to feel good, but it doesn't anymore. This dynamic doesn't feel worth it. What's happening with these things? I'm like literally moving through like so much stuff around like this, this isn't exciting to me anymore. Okay, mm. cool. And I'm just like, real, like in full surrender of like, okay, if something, if a hobby needs to go or if a habit needs to go, I'm just I, like, like, that's it, it's gone. I'll let it go. Yeah. But in that, what's also interesting is then you have North Node and Chiron transit the sixth house right now for you which is all about work environment day-to-day work life your day-to-day routines your health your wellness your fitness things like that Uh, your habits you like you were talking about you become more aware of your habits Mm -hmm. and making those changes if necessary Uh, have you found that like it's been really hard for you to find a routine that feels good yeah yeah like I I just started a new, like, I'm going on a little month-long journey with some nature's medicine to figure, like, to really work through habits around my health, right? Like, my new mantra right now is, like, I am a healthy person who loves himself, and I'm going to make those decisions from that space. And that's been, that's the energy I feel like I'm going into, just, like, this is it. But it's been difficult. Like, yeah, I've been, I haven't meditated in a while, like, and by a while, I mean, like, months I've been off my meditation routine, like mm. my body is so stiff because I haven't stretched and done yoga. Like I've dropped all of those things that have been supportive. And I found like literally in the last couple of days, it's been coming back up like, all right, it's time to start coming back to those things. But from a different perspective, right? Less of, I think before a lot of it was like, these are things that are going to like fix and heal me. And now it's just like, these are things that feel good. Mm. It's, it's almost like replacing the things that I used to go to for pleasure and joy. Like, I want to go to a concert or like, I want to go somewhere new. These new things are like now moving from like, these are the things that are going to keep me sane to like, these are just the things that feel good. Like, yeah. That that's, that's awesome. And that definitely is a reflection of that North node Chiron moving through the sixth house for sure. 
And on top of that, of course, a lot of other things, because of course, that's just how astrology works. But I just wanted to kind of point out a few and see how they're playing out in your life. Now, to end this, I kind of want to ask what I ask everybody. And it's this. What is one like lesson that was extremely hard in your life that you've learned, but are even though it was hard and challenging, you're so, so grateful for it? Mm. You're like, so many, but... So many. <laughs> <laughs> My brain's like... <laughs> and that's why, and the answer really is, and that's why you need to go out here and just like go put your thoughts on paper somewhere exactly. so people can go read your Rolodex of thoughts and opinions. Exactly. Um my one friend says like we're not the weirdos here right and that, that's like the the phrase of, like whenever you're feeling like you're weird for something remembering that what we consider the norm or what we think is righteous or good isn't actually the norm like you're not the weirdo in the dynamic so like whenever I find myself trying to force myself to fit into any any structure whatever that might be remembering that like I'm not the weirdo because I don't feel like I fit in and like that's just like the thing I've been leaning into a lot lately like I'm not the weirdo here because there is no norm that exists in this like human experiment that we're we're living in like there is no norm so whenever I feel like here's this thing like I'm on the outside something's not connecting I don't feel like I can do this because it's kind of weird like is this going to be too demanding because that's like like no like this And this is what's great about astrology and human design. It's just like a constant affirmation that like, we're all weirdos and like. (laughs) So true. Honestly, it's like, what really is the norm? All the norm really is, is what's been conditioned through society for so many years. That's not actually the norm. It's just conditioned for us to believe that it's the norm. That we're in it. Yeah. Yeah. And while I'm like saying it, like the thing that comes up is like the thing that I shit on myself the most about. I don't know if I could say that. Oh, you can swear swear on here. It's all good. The thing that I get on myself the most about being a weirdo is like being very self-focused. I'm like everyone else. I don't know where I got this idea, but everyone is so other focused and like, that's what's normal. And that's what's, that's the norm. And then be like, no, like it's, you perceive the world through this specific lens related to yourself and like you're not the weirdo it's just I love that that's just I love that and I'm gonna be saying that for now on as I move forward and I I see myself saying like oh that's strange that you like that wait I'm I'm not the weirdo I'm not the weirdo weirdo. this human experiment is the weirdo (laughs) yeah right exactly (laughs) like Like, being a human is the 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 weird part of this life like why did I sign up for this yeah we just wanted to have some fun yeah. yeah my like literally now like whichever part we call it my like scorpio mercury or whatever who's like is that the best answer you got because i've got like 15 more <laughs> yeah, i have 15 more things i, I could say more. you're not done yeah, yet the rest. <laughs> well here's i'll take it as a challenge to be like well now that you've like publicly put yourself out there and and said something like go finish it with the rest of your like hot thoughts <laughs> yes it's time to keep it going this was yeah. your, this was your first step and no, I mean, no. we have a beautiful lunar eclipse coming up. So I'm just in. Yeah. Lauren, um, thank you so much for yeah. like you. just holding space for me in this time. Like this was great. I'm so glad we connected and I hope that we stay connected. Now, don't feel pressured to do this, mm-hmm. but do you want to promote your social media where you're going to share your thoughts and opinions? <laughs> if not, that's okay. uh, yeah. If you would like inconsistent posting with the occasional brain dump and pictures of water and uh, bodies of water and grass. 
<laughs> I am on Instagram. My handle is Osonia, O-H-S-O-N-I-A-H. So I'll be on there more in the comments. <laughs> yes, go check her out. Give her a follow. Thank you again so, so much for coming onto the podcast. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. You're the best. Thank yeah. you. Until next time, guys. Mm-hmm.